The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Second question. I want to take on only residential houses. Do I drop my Airbnb clients or can I incorporate them? It's a really good question. Um, so the easy answer that you can do right now that really is kind of non-debatable is just to stop taking new Airbnb clients. So, and this goes for anyone trying to switch niches, right? Like this is not just for Carlos. This is this concept goes exactly the same. So the first and foremost thing is I'm done taking new clients. And that's really important. Um, part of the value is niches. So we don't every time a, a job comes in trying to make a decision of how do I respond, right? Like if you've decided in your life, I don't lie or cheat or steal, right? You don't have to, every time an opportunity to, to be shady comes up, you don't have to be like, well, this is a lot of money, but the risk to get caught, caught's a little high. And I really like, you know, I don't want to steal from Daniel, but if it was, you know, Izzy, I'd steal from her. Like we don't have to go through any of that matrix. It's just, oh, I don't like cheat or steal, right? So same thing with the niche. We don't want to go, well, but Daniel's got this and he said he's got a bunch of them. And every freaking time it just wastes time. If we just decide, Here's my clients. When we get those those reds coming in, it's very easy to just be like, I don't do that. So we're 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 thinking and making decisions once, and that way we don't have to make decisions every time when some shiny object comes along. But this is a good Airbnb. If, this, if we've decided we're not going to do Airbnbs, we, we don't do them. And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying if they're not your niche, they're not your niche. When some, we I get lots of opportunities of people like, hey, we speak on my stage. We give me this coaching. Blah, blah blah. Do you own a cleaning company or is this an audience of cleaning companies? If the answer is no, the answer is no. Period. So we want you to make that decision once. Um, okay. In terms of how to, I don't say get rid of, but transition out of your Airbnbs. Um, I'm a, I'm a banded ripper that, so the right answer is always, once you've made your niche, stop accepting new people out of your niche in the, in the red zone, only take yellows and greens. Um, that's the right answer. Now I'm going to kind of give you some options of how you transition out and you get to pick which makes sense. And my job is to give you the, the good and the bad about each. Um, I personally am a bandaid ripper. I'm probably going to, at the minimum, raise prices on everybody. So if they stay, I'm like, well, <laughs> if you're, I'm not going to, even a new person, I wouldn't take it this price, but you already are here. And at that price, I will be in Airbnb just for another couple months or whatever. Um, that would be the least aggressive I would do, most aggressive. And it just depends on how much I enjoy them or how, how big of a pain in my ass they are, part of my language. Um, so mm -hmm. most aggressive would just be like, hey, we're going a different direction. I'm going to give you 30 days or obviously give them a fair amount to find another person, even if you could find someone to turn it over to. So it makes it easier on them, like do the right thing as you transition out. Um, so that would be my most aggressive. My least aggressive would be to raise prices substantially. So it's like, well, my regular stuff's a 45% cost of goods sold. These guys all got to be 35 or 40. And if they're like, well, I'm not doing that, I quit. You're like, problem solved. Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I go somewhere in there depending on my how. And for me, it always goes on. There's been times in my life where I needed cash more and there's or money, and there's times I've needed less. If I was in a time where I didn't need it as much, I'm probably going to be more aggressive on getting rid of them. If I'm like, hey, man, I got bills to pay and I need money, then I'm going to let that slide a little bit longer. Yeah. A, I'm sorry. May I? You, no, I was literally going to say, is that, a, is that a good framework? So I was, I was turning over to you. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. I mean, of course, you know, um, I'm. <laughs> Thankfully, money is not a major issue, but of course, I need that fl uh, that cash flow so that I can make sure I pay it. Uh, you know, rent, uh, food, gas, blah blah blah. So, uh, but if I were to lose the Airbnb uh, uh, clients, that would still be okay. Yeah, because they're 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 very minimal in terms of making a profit for me. 
Yeah, I'd probably just then again, there's not the right answer. It's, I'll give you two options. You pick the one that you think suits your situation best. Well, I mean, the right answer is don't take any new ones. Yeah. The marginal answer is, are you going to fire them or are you going to raise prices? Um, if you're like, hey, I'm, I could use some cash. I just raise prices and let it work itself out. Um, good news is you're small enough. It's it's much easier. We help guys that are doing 100 grand a month and they're they're trying to cut off $30,000 a month of work. That takes a little more finesse at your level. You can be a little more brazen of like, there's good and slightly better. And if you pick good or slightly better, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not going to do one. Like, oh my God, what have I done? So the stakes are low enough where I can be a little cat cavalier and like pick the one you like, brother. You're good. You're going to be okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Again, it's harder to, you got a big ship. You want to turn it. It's hard. You got a little ship. You can kind of move on a dime. Yeah. Uh, because so it, it does sound like Mike that Airbnb. Uh, so these short-term rent or these very quick short-term rentals are definitely not the same as, uh, as just residential clients, even though they're both houses? Completely not. They're okay. like a hybrid. They're completely not. So the only, if I was just, if I was going to start a residential cleaning company today, I would literally only take every other week or weekly recurring residential. That's it. From day one, would never even consider anything else, period, end of sentence. So um, even once a month either, correct? No, I wouldn't right. personally. And again, I'm not saying, so I always be like the, everything that's in the training in the system is kind of, this is generally going to work for all people in all circumstances. And I can coach you to do it. Mm -hmm. The, how I would do it is not how I'm saying you should all do it. Or it's the only way, um, like low cost of good sold, good core values match. That is the right way. There's no real argument about that. Um, how I would choose to do it is more just insight to how I think. And you might take that and like it, or you might take it and not like it. Totally. Okay. Um, so yeah, if I were in your shoes, I'd probably, you know, I just, because why not? Uh, as long as you, as long as our core values match, if they're just a-holes and they're making you like miserable, I'm parting friends. There's no amount of money I'm going to deal with that. But if they're nice people and it's okay, they're just more pain in the butt than I want going forward. Probably just going to raise their prices and let it work itself out. Okay. Okay, cool. And you had a couple others here I want to get. Um, how do I make my transition to commercial cleaning without losing too much of my profit? I'm in the beginning. Same, same answer. I think we're on the same, they're half the revenue, but they average or worse on cost of goods sold. So believe it or not, guys, gals, I would be much more interested in getting, if I'm in your shoes, uh, Carlos, I'm much more interested in getting out of commercial than I am Airbnb. Not because I actually, if I was going to start a business, it'd probably be commercial. So I'm not, please don't hear me saying I'm anti-commercial, but I'm saying Airbnb along with residential, they're similar enough, eight to five, Monday through Friday, Friday generally. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got some weekends, but they're still eight to five. They're similar enough. It's it's not ideal, but I'll tolerate it. Commercial and residential, and now I'm working 24-7, It's especially how little you are. You don't have, you have so little resources and time and focus. They're very precious to you. So the more clients you try and serve, the worse. So I would prioritize getting rid of commercial first. And same thing, if they're so low margin, and everybody, guys, gals, it's so common to look at the top line revenue and kind of base our value of our company around that. That has nothing to do with nothing. Um, again, if I, I used a car, I had a car dealership. If I had one Ferrari that I bought for $10 million and I sold it that year for $10 million, technically I have a $10 million business and I can tell all my friends and feel very good at parties. I've got an eight figure business going on here. God forbid they ask me about profit because there ain't none, right? Um, or if I had, I bought six Honda Accords for $20,000 and sold them for $25,000. Well, $5,000 times six units, that's $30,000 of gross profit. So technically, I've only got a little $100,000. That's nothing. Like at a cocktail party, it's not going to sound cool. But that $30,000 in my pocket feels a lot different than the zero dollars in my pocket. So that's why I only want you guys looking at gross profit. Sales means nothing. 
because all your payroll is just trade. It's like sales tax, right? Like that's, there's no profit in that. Like, you know, like, should I, you know, I have, I'm just collecting it. And by the way, on services in like 48 states, there's no sales tax. Uh, I think there's two states where you have to pay sales tax, but when you're just, it's a hundred percent cost of goods sold, right? Like, or tips, like that's not income. You just take it and you move it out. So if that's what you're doing with like commercial, you're like, Hey, I get a thousand dollars in, but $800 of its payroll, you don't have a thousand dollar job. You get a $200 job and you still have to pay expenses of that before you take profit. So I'm okay. It's like, oh my God, I lost a thousand dollar job. It's like, no, you didn't. If there's only $200 of margin and you have expenses associated with that, you really lost nothing. So I would absolutely raise prices on the commercial first and foremost. Hopefully most of them go away or they're so freaking profitable. Like I'll tolerate it for another two or three or four months. Then I would raise prices on the Airbnb and I would absolutely not accept any of those going forward. Okay. Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. All right, let me get back to your questions because I want to make sure I get you everything that you need here, buddy. Um, Okay. So I think hopefully you feel there good. Okay. The hours I work during the day and clean, you're not enough to make profit. Yeah. So, but I don't know how to get more clients for the future and how to prioritize, say no to new clients. So we're not going to say, okay, we never say no. Okay. For everybody out there, my favorite thing is when clients come in with a waiting list. Cause the first thing we do, that's, and I'm not knocking you guys, but as soon as I explain it to you, you're like, oh my God, that was so dumb. Um, all we're doing with the waiting list is prioritizing time over history over money. So let's say, all of you guys are my clients, except for Katie Knight. And I can't take any more. I got room for no people. And all of you guys pay $1,000 a month. And Katie wants to come in. As opposed to going, I don't have any room, Katie, you're out. I'm going to go, well, we're pretty full up, Katie. I can get you in, but it's 1500 bucks a month. And she's going to do one of two things. She's going to go, yes or no. If she says no, well, I'm right back where I started in the first place. If she says yes, well, guess what? I get to go to one of you guys, whoever my least favorite is. Obviously, Isabel. Wait, is she here? I don't want to talk about her if she's here. Oh, crap. She's not in the room. I'll pick on Alicia. Obviously. Oh, she is here. Okay. Obviously, Isabel's my least favorite. Um, so I'm like, hey, Isabel, prices are going up, inflation, blah, 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 blah. It's 1500 bucks. She's going to say one of two things. Maybe she says yes. I'm like, son of a biscuit. I can't get anyone to quit. I just start going up on price until somebody quits. God bless America or everybody's raised. And then I go back to the, then I go back to Katie and be like, whoo, Katie, I screwed this pooch. It's 2000. And we can repeat all day long. So it never, 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 never is a waiting list. It's always raise prices, always raise prices because prices are just based on supply and demand. The best ex example I use are if you are a, um, if you're a professional speaker, the top professional speaker out there that's not a celebrity makes about 20 grand a keynote. Um, a celebrity that's an awful speaker, but is well-known can make $50,000 a keynote. It has nothing to do with the quality of the speech um, or their ability to do their job. It has to do with supply and demand because a celebrity is a celebrity and has this much demand, he can charge more money. So don't get up in your head about that's not fair. It's not right, blah, blah, blah. As long as you're being honest with your people about what you're going to do and what you're going to charge and they're happy, it's fair and it's right. So always let it, it honestly it pisses me off when people don't do that, right? Because as a person with money, I'm like, if there's a limited amount of supply of something, how do we decide who gets it? Money. We vote with our dollars. I, I'm. This is more important to me. I will pay more than that guy. So obviously it's more important to me. Allow people to vote with their dollars. Don't just be like, well, Katie's been with me for a year. So maybe she doesn't even like me or give a crap that she's here. I'm going to force her to vote with her dollars and go, it's more money. And she says, oh, it's not worth it to me then. Great. Well, now Izzy's the better next client. And she's like, happy to do it. 
You see what I'm saying? So never, never have a waiting list. Always raise prices. A wait, you're basically a waiting list is just I have more demand than supply. Um, and the way you fix that is you raise prices, decreases demand because that's decreasing demand by higher prices is much easier than raising supply. And by the way, if you have money, you can raise supply by hiring other people. Does that make sense conceptually? Yeah. Okay. So raise prices, start hiring people. Because again, you are a finite resource. There's only so many hours in a day. There's an infinite amount of employees out there um, that can work for you. Okay. Uh, next, I finished module 2.0, but I don't know how to limit my clients access to me since I'm the main, if not the only cleaner. It's still the same thing. Um, even when I was the only coach here, I still said, here's what you can call me. Here's what you can do. I, you know, it's not like here's my cell phone, call me 24 seven. So just say, I'm going to answer emails or you choose how you'd like them to communicate with you and say, that's all the time. You guys, you have full access to me here, right? Got a beautiful beach out there. I'm ignoring that. I'm here with you guys. After this call, I'm going to be totally into the beach and ignore you guys. And you guys are like, I don't care because I'm getting what I need. Right. So, um, you just have to set boundaries and once or twice a day is more than enough to get back with your clients. We are not ER doctors where like gunshot wound needs to be handled now, whatever their problem is, it can wait till, you know, 12 to 24 hours, depending on how long between calls. So just, that's just going to have to be okay with them. Um, all right. Should I get a second phone for the business? Well, if your phone, if your first phone is a cell phone, then no, you shouldn't get a second phone. You should get a business phone number for sure. Um, and it could be a Google number that just goes to your phone. Um, uh-huh. But the reason you're like, why would I separate it then? Because then you can direct the Google number wherever you want. Once I've got your cell phone, it's very hard for me to switch numbers. But if you have a Google phone directed to your phone, you can direct it to the answering service to whomever you want. So yes, I would recommend everyone have not anything going to your cell phone. Um, part business. And then last, how do I go about optimizing dealership contract? The cogs are high, but I don't want to work with them in the long run. Nothing. Just again, that I would let that sit for a month or two. Let's get some other clients. Let's let's get some employee. That would be my not my top priority. I'm sorry. I missed the question I was writing down. Could you please repeat that? Yeah. How do I go about optimizing the dealership contract? With a, and again, 55% cost of goods sold for a company that's you know half your a third of your gross profit and great, but it's It'll not, it's, it's not on fire. Yeah. Like by the end of the year, we want that thing sorted. But right now I have two priorities. If I'm you and I'm like, I, I can only focus on so many things. What do I do? Hire people. Cause right now you're cleaning and that's, that's the least valuable part of your time. Get the contracts that you want and raise prices. So sorry, I said two, three, and actually that not even that order. Hire cleaners, actually not in that order. Raise prices first. And all these are simultaneously, but in terms of importance within the simultaneous actions, raise prices first, get cleaners second, and not second. All these should be happening together. But priority first, raising prices, priority two, getting cleaners, priority three, getting new good clients. Then priority four in like you know, a month or two when you're like, okay, now I'm at seven, eight grand, 10 grand. My margin is way higher than it was before. Now I can start raising prices on the guys that, you know, that 55% cost of goods sold, but currently uh, is a lot of your revenue. Okay. I, I like it. Awesome. Cool. All right. The big thing is, yeah, this is probably, I'm happy to tactical with you all you want, but the 80% of where you're stuck, I think Carlos is more, that's the mindset part with Janelle. So what your beliefs and getting overwhelmed, just helping yourself think in a better way. So I would double down on your mindset work. Um, I'll help you tactically, but I I just think you're pretty smart and you're getting the tactical side. So I'm going to be about 20% of the value for you right now, Janelle, and helping you organize your thoughts and not stress out and overwhelm yourself is going to be more valuable. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this was, yeah, but still, this was fantastic. Thank you. Cool. And by the way, Carlos, the reason I'm so good at this kind of problem is I'm the same insane. I've got ADD. I'm all over the place. I get overwhelmed. Took me 20 years to beat that crap out of my own self. And it's still not gone. It's just to a part that serves me as opposed to burns my business down. So I get you, brother. No, No judgment, my friend.
Awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure, man. And on top of that, he still has time to dress and look, look sharp. Look at the man. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.